0: Hello and welcome to the Chips Groove Podcast. I'm your host, Mike, and today we're covering Masanao Akahori's Cybernator. Cybernator is a futuristic military experience. Uh, it takes place in 2065, where two world powers are going head-to-head for the dwindling natural resources of the planet, so, you know, not too far off from where we're at, (laughs) but that's the best way I can describe it right now. Its Japanese anime roots are palpable, and the music amplifies and delivers a well-rounded experience, especially while you're playing the game. Uh, I remember when my brother brought this one home from the video store, they would occasionally sell stock of uh, inventory, and this was one of them for us, complete with generic plastic case. (laughs) I took to its intensity almost immediately, and for what it's worth, this game was pretty ambitious, and the music was pretty on par with their vision. Uh, so on to the music. I wanted to cover Fully Set Up for Penetration. It is the, basically the get-ready song for uh, each level. You get a small briefing, and then you go into the level. strings come in and take it from that that you know gearing up phase and just launches the song into a real adventurous tone a, a kind of a look to the future feeling to it and i, re- I really like that um, it's something that's very different you know when the song is first starting i get a quick flash of that scene from aliens where they're gearing up to get on the drop ship uh, obviously that song is not quite as full is this song. It's mostly just snare drums, but I think that sentiment is important because there are plenty of gear up songs or gear up type songs in video games. And this one feels just a little bit more genuine. Um, not to mention when the strings get going towards the end of the loop, they get very, uh, beautiful. And like I was saying before, it's kind of like this look to the future. Uh, it's a, a way to help the gamer prepare for, you know, the next level. Now, the next song I'm going to cover is We've Gotta Do It, a wonderful first-level theme, personally, that is significantly different than the first couple songs on the album. Uh, It does deliver that same pace and intensity. You can hear the definite Japanese anime influence I was talking about. Uh, The soundtrack is full of that, and I think it's really nice that it's all you can get that theme throughout the entire album, which is important. Um, so it's nice and woven in. When I hear this song and this soundtrack all together, I do have more flashes, but this time of Gundam. For whatever reason, you know, the the similarities are there, the parallels are there, giant robots, intense firefights, the whole thing. Um, this has, song has very nice song structure. And I think the intro to the song with the drums hitting and the guitars, uh, it all delivers a great beginning to the album, and it does help indicate that militaristic theme um, as presented in the first song I played for you. Now, the horns bring the song in the main melody, and I, I absolutely love it. When I hear the horns here, there's a real sense of wonder and adventure that comes along with it, which I think is really nice the strings are accenting in the back with a stellar performance to kind of enhance the the horns. Um, So towards the latter half of the song, they swap places and the strings take over and really sing while the horns back it up with a deeper tone. so much going on when that song really gets going i love the section where uh, it's the second half of the main theme where the horns are going and you can hear in the background this xylophone i think kind of plucking or not plucking uh tapping the root notes along with the main theme and it's really nice addition and you can hear the harp in the background kind of fluttering up and down it's It's just got such a good feel to it. Uh, He really did such a nice job on this song. And altogether, the song really takes some fun turns, but never loses that focus or momentum. Um, There's a nice transition towards the end, which gives the strings and bass guitar a real moment to kind of get playful. And then the song starts over. So now the next song is called Face to Face. Uh, It starts as the name indicates. A real sense of rush and danger is there. You know, it's... Reserved primarily for boss battles, if I'm not mistaken. And Akahori captures that feeling quite eloquently. And I remember getting even a little nervous while I was playing to this song. From moment one to the end of the loop, the drums are in full force in this song. Uh, it's punchy right in the front the whole time. So uh, there is a synth in the background bringing up the rear with an, kind of an ominous tone while the strings mainly take on the role of stings in this song. And then there's a short burst where the synth develops more of a theme. the drums in that song. You know, they, they have a real machine gun quality to them. And when you're playing the game, you know, once the boss fight is over, you do feel a little bit drained, not just from playing, but from the way that song hits you. Um, so it does accomplish its, its goal. I think it does it pretty well. It is a little bit less of a song to me, and it does lose a little bit of points for Just kind of how repetitive it is. It's a short loop and it's not overly interesting. But I wanted to showcase that song because it shows a a level of capturing the moment that Akahori is good at. Now, the next song is Asteroid Run. And this is where the album really takes off. Uh, It's just a blast to listen to. And once again, the horns are center stage and deliver that... That key adventurous theme that gives such a rush of excitement and wonder for this game. For a level where you're literally flying through space and avoiding many, many obstacles, it helps to bring those moments to life. And again, Akahori is good at that for this, this soundtrack, uh, including the last song. You can almost imagine yourself weaving in and out of danger. It's just such a cool song. is a really well put together song. It's you know it's got a great pace, nothing loses momentum at all. There's great synth accents in the song that just give it that you know extra oomph. And all the instruments just hit at all the right moments and give the song just such a, a flavor that um, so far we've missed on this album. One of my favorite parts I think is when the horns kind of flutter up and down that scale. It's just the added bonus to this song and it really takes the listener somewhere else mentally onto not for peace. Uh, this song is a nice departure from the rest of the songs we've talked about so far, at least in the beginning. Um, the percussion delivers such a powerful intro and backbone to this song that it's really hard not to kind of focus on that. I love it so much. Uh, The bass is once again having a field day in this song, providing more of a theme than anything else, and I think that's awesome because I am a bass player, so killer bass tracks are going to uh, pique my interest. (laughs) It really, this song in particular, reminds me of Super R-Type and the fourth level theme. Um, I believe it's called A Submerging Titan. The bass and percussion together really give a thick performance And then the strings bring in the main theme. And it really is a nice section and adds to this song that's full of purpose and adventure. The strings don't stay long. They just kind of remind the listener which album they're listening to. And it keeps the track nestled right into the album. Kahori demonstrates that he can kind of capture that that different moment is Armed Ghost. It begins with a a psychedelic waving tone that really sells a nearby threat, and the strings stay in the background and deliver stings while sporadic drums hit their moments to keep the song moving. When I listen to it, it's again kind of like face-to-face less of a song and more of a segue to danger, but it does work. You know, it's a nice background track during a few moments in the game, one of which is a dark rush in space over a planet. You're destroying engines while constantly being pursued and attacked by an enemy mech. You know, so it's, there is that sense of extreme danger going on and it's not pulling too much focus away from what's going on in screen. The song is usually reserved for key, dark moments in the game, and I think that really helps sell those moments. Is a real sense of dread and uh, fear in that song. He was going with a much darker motif, and I think it it's very powerful. Now the next track is "Till the Crack of Doom." Um, I need to mention this song because it it has such style and grace. It is a wonderful composition and is probably the star track for me. Um, As its name might suggest, the motif is sadder than the rest of the songs we've heard, but where it succeeds is how it makes you feel while you're playing the game, and even just listening to it. It starts with these desperate strings that immediately give a sense of tragedy, and rightfully so. There's a burning city in the background while you're playing the game. You're, You're fighting through normal rounds of enemies, and it really has this all hope is lost feeling to it but during that song there is this undertone of we can't lose we're going to win this war i think it's so cool I love how that song just psychs you out in the beginning by thinking it's going to be more of a tense and frightening moment, and then it just shifts gears. I think it was a, a pretty brave choice for Akahori to do that in a in a song where it's the backdrop for a level where people are dying, the city's burning, but it's also... The turning point of the game, I think. Uh, There's hope, and he captures that moment so well in the music that while you're playing, it's just like, man, you feel rejuvenated. And just listening to it now, it's such a good composition, and it really gives you that that hopeful feeling for the future. It's just done so well. So kudos. You know, the the horns keep the song low and somber, and the nice one-two synth accents, the main beats at first, and the strings begin to pick things up with their usual beautiful melodies. It's just a wonderful piece. So, yeah, while you're playing the game, it is pretty powerful. So, the last song I'm going to cover is Looking for Infinitude. It is the endgame piece, and it combines all of the elements of the rest of the album into one elegant composition you know when you're talking about a futuristic military waging war with each other you know it feels weird to say things like elegant but you know that's what this feels like the finale sets itself apart by being just that while incorporating those in those trademark themes from the title screen number one it's the first song i played at the top of this podcast and expanding upon them to create that grandiose finale So, you know, there's a nice interlude where it gets real quiet and wistful. It sells not only the adventure, the scale at war, but also what was on the line. And it's just a fun thing to hear from a game this old. Akahori flexes all of his musical muscles in this song, and it delivers a fanfare that just makes the listener feel good. And while you're playing the game, accomplished. Super Nintendo had quite a few uh, end game fanfare moments. And this one really nestles itself right in there with the best of them, like Zelda a link to the past, the, the motif and the, the joy you get from it, the, the sense of accomplishment you have when you beat games like this and you, you're rewarded with songs that are touching and and strong and have multiple sections it, it's, it's really nice to have so when you are listening to this album, and this isn't even the last song, but when you're, when you're listening to it and this comes on, it, it does feel like this is the end and it, it's really nice. So while this isn't a, a game review, I do want to say this. Uh, the game itself delivers quite a few unique moments that at the time were a little ahead of the game. And it feels like the soundtrack highlights those moments pretty damn well. The militaristic percussion throughout the album is so spot on with this game. It's full of futuristic weapons and giant battling mechs. It's hard not to hear and visualize those things when listening to this album. And I think that says a lot. So I enjoyed this album. And aside from a couple small things, I'd have to say this is one of the greats for the SNES era. I do want to thank John on our group. Uh, He requested this album, which was super surprising to me, Uh, not because it's bad, but because it was on my list, and he bumped it up a little bit, so this one goes out to him. Thank you very much for listening and for putting in your two cents. I'm I'm more than happy to take suggestions, and uh, you guys should definitely check out his podcast with my other friend, Josh. It's called Nasty Grim, an RPG podcast, where they role-play tabletop games. Really fun, really cool. So check them out. Yeah, this one's for you, buddy. All in all, I give this album a 9 out of 10. It's a fantastic album, aside from a couple small gripes I have with it. So you guys should do your best to check it out. I appreciate you listening all the time. Thank you, thank you, thank you. If you could find it in your hearts, please rate, subscribe, Uh, Join in on the Facebook group. I'd love to hear what you guys think. Thank you, and I'll catch you next time.